Hey everybody, welcome back to Advanced Kayak Angler. Uh, with me tonight, I got the man with the plan, Armando. How you doing, man? <laughs> Pretty good, man. How you doing, Dad? Good. And I like that you did that music. It's funky. And I like it. He was he had like well, you a rock picked band. it. Yeah, I had, well, a, yeah, I had another one, but it was a little too hip hop for you. I know. Hey, I get down with hip hop, <laughs> but I like the funk, man. So there we go. We All right, so uh, the funk. Gotta there have the go. funk. All right. Yeah. Can't That's be enough. in a bad mood, mood listening to the funk, man. That's true. I don't know. That's very true. But uh, we have a couple of bad things going on this week I kind of want to talk about. First, we had a Mike Schmitz die, new canoe team member. I never got to meet, actually meet the man in person. I know I messaged with him a couple of times about things, and everybody had, you know, it's, he's one of those guys that everybody had something good to say about him. Uh, so, you know, he was a good guy. I wish I would have gotten the opportunity to meet him, but, um, that's very sad Karen, you know, one of our own and our tight knit community passing away, especially somebody who's, you know, so beloved. So very sad. Yeah. Yeah. I had somebody on my podcast, uh, last year, tell me about Mike Smith's story. And I really wanted to reach out to Mike and get him on. I figured this was going to be the year that I was going to get Mike Smith on. And then I heard, the news so our thoughts and prayers to the friends and family that have been affected that are going to be affected by his loss never got the chance to meet him in person but i mean mike smith's reputation in the kayak fishing community is you know can't understate how important he was for sure and then uh, also uh, other bad news, yeah. yeah uh jeff malott um his uh granddaughter um rowan I think that's how you pronounce the uh, first name. Yeah. Um, she was, and in fact, let me go ahead and share the screen because they just basically, I'll read it from the share screen. Um, this is on Tourney X. If you want to join the Chattery Tournament, it's a Chattery Tournament that's organized by um, Ryan Lambert. Uh, if you know Ryan Lambert last year, I think it was last year or the year before last year? Last year. Yeah. Last year, right? When he organized the Save the JT um chattery tournament which raised i think something like eighty thousand dollars to help uh the barofka family so let me share this real quick and anybody that can join please join this um charity tournament um and again we'll post the details we're really short on time today for this episode that we're going to be recorded but we wanted to get this out there so it's on tourney x and i'll just read it what it says justin and deborah were married on spring 2017 and after serving four years in the United States Air Force, moved back to Arkansas to begin their post-military careers. A short time after moving home, they started their family, welcoming Rowan, Roro, Malat into uh, uh, Jeff Malat's granddaughter into this world on July 27, 2023, just a few days before turning six months, and they took six months old, and they took Rowan to the Children's Medical Center in Northwest Arkansas to look at some dark areas around her eyes and had been there for a few days after a battery of tests, they got the unthinkable news uh, that Rowan had a four by six centimeter tumor. This is a six year old uh, baby. That's uh, six, six, six months, six, yeah. six month old. Right? That that's a very large tumor for a baby that, uh, that age. Um, on one of her adrenal glands that is likely neuroblastoma, 
and I apologize if I'm mispronouncing that. This was causing the bruising around her eyes as well. They're in for a fight of their life, but we're all praying for the strength for little Rowan and her parents to beat this horrible disease. It is on Journey X. You can sign up. Quick details on it already. It just posted. Already 51 people have signed up. I think it's $30 entry fee, and then you think you have an option of $20. Oh, here it is. Entry fee, $30. Donation, if you want to add another $10. And donation for Big Bass, I think it is, uh, another $20. So you can donate up to $50 from $30, $40 to $60, right? Yeah, $60. Um, so please consider signing up for this tournament and helping out don't, them a lot. Don't consider it. If if you're listening yeah. to us, just sign up. Sign up at least $30. Yes. They also have a GoFundMe page. That's all that you can. If you don't, if for some reason you want, you don't want a chance at some of all the prizes that they're putting together for this, you can go do it on GoFundMe. You can donate a lot more money there. If, if you're a baller, just spend 30 plus dollars. Helps my, in our tight little group. And uh, it's, it's like a no brainer. Please, please do yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. There's going to be some amazing prices too. So yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. So without further ado, try to, you know, set aside the bad now and bring it back on a positive note. We have a Mr. Steve Owens, the hardest working man in the game, man. Steve Man, you, you brought the wrong guy to follow that. The most emotional guy in the sport. (laughs) Yeah. That's a be obviously, you know, we're praying for the Malott family and, you know, I have four little granddaughters myself, so that hits pretty close. But and knowing Jeff and Ashley and, and just seeing that that family start growing, you know, because we're all social media yeah. linked. And uh, it's pretty amazing to see their little young lives get started out. And obviously, you know, hope, pray for the best and we'll be positive about it all and wish them well. And thank you guys for sharing that. But yeah, other than that, man, I'm doing great. I appreciate you guys finally getting me on. We've all been super busy and slammed and running all this kind of way. So uh, yeah, I'm glad to get back around and talk to you guys again. Glad you guys are linked up together. You guys do a great job on your other stuff you've always done. And and I look forward to watching this grow too. Appreciate that, man. Appreciate Uh, appreciate Where where were you last weekend? Which uh, I know you were at a show. Which one was it? Oh, the I think it's the East Tennessee Fishing Expo. It's in Knoxville, Tennessee, and it's a uh, it's grown into my opinion. And I haven't been to a ton of these, but it's a doggone packed show now. We, me and Sassy Dan- Daniel Davis, work the uh, the Sniper Marine booth. They're the ones that's come out with the twist knob, yeah, oh, perspective, yeah. all that. Yeah, those guys are jam up. They're they're good people. So they'll they'll be successful. They 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 have. A successful business apart from that and they're fishermen so they got into this so they know what they're doing a lot of everything it's just top quality components it's very efficient and thought of and they got some more stuff coming you know as you build things you you tweak it and make it better uh, so yeah we, we look forward to that we've got them you know at the, we're a, the dugout bait and tackles a, a dealer now so we'll you know hopefully add that to all the custom rigs we all get to do so cool yeah, yeah. it's a good show though I seen Jordan's at now that speaking of that first of that show, I I went to the Birmingham one that sucked. And I, I've heard that that East Tennessee one, I mean, that, in, in this region, that's the deal. Like that's one you want to go to. Yeah. It's grown pretty good. They had like Hank Cherry, Buddy Gross, Wesley Strader, KVD. They, they're just, you know, which a lot of those people live pretty close to where we're at. You know, you're the kind of the Birmingham to Chattanooga, Nashville area. There's a lot of the pro fishing 
clientele. Yeah, they skip out of Birmingham. They they go up there because there, there wasn't no, there wasn't no <laughs> pro. Birmingham's a way to get to Gunnersville, right? Yeah, yeah. There you go. But the uh, but yeah, man. So we'll go ahead and get started talking about that. The first, the main reason I wanted to have you on is the Battle of the Brands tournament this weekend on Gunnersville. I'm fishing that. I think right now it's 20, 23 total people, but uh, hopefully some other, you know, how people are always waiting to the end. Can you kind of talk about that tournament? This second year you've ran it, right? Yeah, it's the second one. I think they had they had the first year in Texas. This recently they had one in Sam Rayburn. I think I, I didn't get to check it out or anything. But uh, you know, like last year, you fished it. Hopefully, since we're not having a tournament Saturday, you'll win this one Sunday, right? Yeah, I was first out yeah. of the money, and your I won the T your TVKA, and then day two, I got I was first out of the money. But yeah, yeah. So maybe, now that we just got the one tournament, maybe you'll catch them all up on Sunday. So, but, but yeah, you know, last year it was a rattle trap, the Bill Lewis rattle trap tournament, and you know, with all that goes on in the in the fishing industry, uh, GSM Outdoors acquired, you know, Bill Lewis and Yamamoto, Steel Shad, and Buckeye Lures. So all of those baits, you don't have to use them all. You can just use one from one company. But you know, all of those baits are included. Uh, terminal tackle literally is tungsten and, and hooks because Buckeye jigs makes underspins, shaky heads, nets, and all that. So uh, umbrella rigs aren't allowed, but uh, you know, but, you know, like you said, this is the second year. Um, I think you got to be around some of, some of them last year at the festivities That's on awesome. Saturday. There's that meet and greet at Gunnersville again from three to six at that gymnasium. And uh, that, that was pretty doggone awesome getting to see all yeah. that tackling stuff and meet the people. Uh, I was surprised, but, uh, you know, obviously I want us to, I would love to have 60 in this one. It was a little double what we had last year. I don't think it's going to reach that, but you never know. But, you know, like with anything else, like even the Spro Frog tournaments, you know, you got to start them somewhere and it takes years and then all of a sudden they just pop. So it's a challenging time of year fishing the first of February, especially, you know, you're in Texas, right, Armando? Yeah, and it, it's Texas is getting hammered pretty good right I now. I apologize. So, yes, sir. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and it's like 48 degrees here today. So, yeah, water temperature up here is like 53 degrees right now. So, they ought to be chewing for this tournament. We're on the back end of a, of a cold snap. So, I, th I think this tournament is going to be really good. So, yeah, my, my wife's actually in Texas and San Antonio, and she's having a fly out early tomorrow morning because they're supposed to get like a winter storm tomorrow. So, yeah, oh, it already started. And it's, <laughs> I mean, it's nothing compared to what. Northeast has gotten lately, but yeah. yeah, for us, Texas, it's a little chilly out there today and this cool. week. So, so I, I'll tell you what, whenever I know, whenever I was looking at it, it really, these kind of tournaments really do their thing because like Buckeye, I didn't know all the stuff that they carried. So I like, I know you kind of wonder sometimes like they'll do a like Davis Bates tournament up here. They're local where I'm at. So they do a tournament every year. But you really kind of get to know all the baits that they have and spend. I know I've spent way too much money on their their baits this year already because going from just rattle trap, which I love, I, man, I bought, I'm on the X Zone team, but dang, I got a whole bunch of Yamamoto now just because I, you know, I had to have that. But yeah. Yeah. Yamamoto and uh, Bill Lewis sponsor uh, the Tennessee and Georgia Bass Nation kayak series, me and Daniel run. And, I'm sitting here looking at all this Yamamoto stuff and I'm just like, golly, I want to crack it open so bad. I can't stand it. But yeah, yeah I actually, I, I did order myself some of those. Uh, the swing uh, 
Yep, the Slinko, oh, yeah. and 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 I've got there. We're fishing Seminole Georgia Bass Nation in two weeks, and I'm fishing Lake Talquin on Sunday. The Florida Bass Nation is about an hour from Seminole. Hmm. Uh, Gene Wilson lives around that area, so I've got my. Uh, well, I got to get the name right. I don't have my glasses on. The Speed Worm, the Speed Cinco. Yeah, so yeah. I got some of those. Yeah, this is my tried and true secret color. I only heard one other person mention this color in history of my fishing, and it was AJ McCorder. So, got to be. What is that for those for those that are not watching but listening? What color is that? I can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> you did show it on the on the screen. Yeah, I just yeah. I made sure it was wrapped in plastic, but not. Oh, it's gooseberry. It's gooseberry. 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 Zoom black. Black and purple trick worm. For about four years on here on Chickamauga, I was just smoking them on that color. I mean, even even if it was clear water and or whatever, where you throw watermelon or something like that, that black and purple, they would eat it up. So, huh. yeah. yeah, I've I've heard a lot like purple rain. I mean, there's there's a few other black and purples. I've I've never thrown it, but I, I know some people are really into that. I have yeah. a cousin up here, and he was like, "Dude, if you ain't throwing that black and purple, you ain't right." Yeah, yeah. kind of like Gunnersville, green pumpkin blue, green pumpkin purple. I threw green pumpkin purple, I hold, heard somebody. And uh, I, I think it's the black that does it because I was fishing Seminole and somebody said, you got to throw that, uh, they call it Alabama Shiner, that black and red. Hmm. And so I bought some of them and started catching fish. I switched yeah. to my gooseberry, gooseberry, started catching fish. And throw green pumpkin, I wouldn't catch anything. So I just started throwing the black again. So that's, that's probably it. Who knows? That's it. <laughs> Whenever yeah. you figure it out, tell me because I'll, then I'll know what colors. I, dude, who knows? I know that's why Zoom's got like two thousand nine hundred ten colors, and Yamamoto's got one hundred and fifty-eight or something. Yeah, it's just wow. It's, yeah, it catches I, I, your eye. Every now and then, I think it makes a difference, but I think like ninety percent of the time, it's as long as you're close, it's it's okay. Yeah. Lures are but meant I, to catch fishermen, not bait. <laughs> I, I, but I've been in the boat I, two times in my life. I was in the boat one time. Me and my buddy were fishing on Lake Mitchell. He was throwing green pumpkin orange, and I was throwing green pumpkin blue jigs. And he was catching them three to one. I tied on green pumpkin orange, and I started catching them like he was. Yeah. An another time, I was throwing a lipless uh, a crank. My father-in-law had the, it's the, uh, what? what's the... The KVD one, the the sexy shad, yeah, yeah. But he was he was throwing the red one, like the bleeding one with the red hooks, and he was catching them two to one to me. And then I was throwing, we were throwing the same color, but his had red and mine didn't. And he yeah. was whooping, and he was in the back of the boat. Uh, yeah, well, every now and then, I don't know. Sorry, that I didn't mean to get. You on can that. never tell with fish, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Well, that's yeah. fishermen. We come in with an agenda to talk about things, and we start talking about fishing. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs> wrong with that. <laughs> all yeah. right. But as, I, I, as little as we all get to do it, we got to at least talk about it when we can, right? Sir, I have yeah, fished. So I have never fished in the last three months. I've fished twice. I've never fished so little before in my life. It's it's been crazy, but it's it's about to change this weekend. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm staying with Joe McElroy, so that's always a hoot, too. So, oh, that's awesome. Where are y'all staying? We're staying in Scottsboro. Y'all staying in Gunnersville? Yeah, well, it's uh, it's on the other side of the lake. Sent Sentinel, Sent Seton, 
I don't know. Some I think it's Seton is the name yeah. of the town. It's there wasn't a whole lot of places where we could fit four people that were still on Airbnb. So that's that's one we got. Sector? Yeah. Maybe it's sector. Section. Section. You're saying a section above yeah, BB Comer. Yeah. Section. Yeah. 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 You're saying up on the mountain. I guess so. It looked like a yeah. nice house for a good price. <laughs> that's, that's all I cared yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah. I got a buddy that lives up there on section. Yeah. Cool. He's the one that taught me how to fish BB Comer. Uh, I actually I have watched so many videos with people fishing BB Comer area, and uh, I, even uh, what's that? Uh, God dang, I can't can't think of anybody today. The guy, the Strike King, the guy who did the Hybrid Hunter, he had a video not too long ago, and he was uh um, yeah. he was fishing BB Comer. Todd Castledon, that's who it was. Yeah, Castledon. Yeah, yeah, dude, I love BB. You can. I mean, there's the juice at BB Comer, the locals, but dude, you can literally go anywhere in that three mile, two mile stretch probably, and there'll be somewhere. You don't have to fish that. That's what I like about it is just going and when a boat leaves the juice, I'll go hit it a couple times or something. But you can you can just cruise and find them somewhere. They're always where you where they you wouldn't expect them. So, is do you have a certain way? It seems like this time of year you can kind of catch them doing a little bit of everything. Do you have a, a do you have a way you think it's going to be one this weekend? I still, in the end, it's going to be a half ounce trap. Yeah. 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 Yo yoing it out of something, you know? So, see, I love to throw a lipless so much. I kind of wish, I mean, I'm happy to throw a Nico and that's Yamamoto Slinko looks really good. Yeah. I yeah. Some of those. But the, um, you know, I'm, I'm happy with a trap. I think it kind of hurts me that other people can throw other things now because I'm, I'm pretty proficient with a lipless. But uh, but yeah, it'd be good though. Yeah, you I'm, I'm playing did on pretty well last I'm, year. Right? Yeah, first I'm out sorry, of the right. Yeah, yeah. Last year, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. He won the TV. We had our grassroots on Saturday, and he won it. Uh, yeah, that's the one I remember. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, he kind of busted out of that tournament. It's like, boom! Here's Daniel. You know, well, I, I had <laughs> it was messed up too because I laid off fish. I laid off my fish on Saturday because I knew they would. I had Sunday, so I lay. I, I laid up. I left them biting, and then Saturday, Sunday, whenever I show up, another guy was on my spot too. And but I mean, it it wasn't. I'm not upset at him. I, I don't own the spot or anything. But he. Uh, so we split fish. He was first, the last in the money, and I was the first out of the money. So we because we split fish. It probably could have wouldn't been one both days there, but. Dang, that's awesome. Yeah. I kind of went back and forth about fishing it since it's kind of low and I have an offsite judge, but uh, then this week I made up my mind. I was like, no, I'm not, you know, I'm just going, going to, but then I'm like, yeah, I really want to fish it, you know, it's going, you know, so I, I don't know. I'll flip a coin. But, but what I did find uh, at that show was the new Bill Lewis scope stick, their jerk bait. Yeah. You know, I love jerk baits that, that they've got a 100 and a 120. And they had one 100 left. They'd sold out of however many they brought. Um, so I want to I want to get a couple of those Saturday at the show there. So I I got a couple of the um, whatever is I got their new jerk bait whatever it is. I don't know. Yeah, if, it's coming around tube. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know they were. I just saw them at the show. I hadn't seen them anywhere around here yet. They they had got some marks outdoors around. I mean, it's a great shop yeah. here in Birmingham. Yeah, okay. they they got some for us. And man, Heck, me and my yeah. boy Chuck, my buddy Chuck, who's fishing it, he's like a jerk bait. He was on last the last show about jerk baits, and he yeah. uh, is like a jerk bait 
you know, one of those live scoper guys. So, yeah, yeah, I'll probably get there's 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 four colors I want. I'll because then, like I said, we're going to Seminole next. So, and I like throwing a jerkbait on Seminole a lot. So, I'll tell you, I, I got that white kind of pearl. Is yep, it, that bone, it, yeah. It, yeah, the color actually looked really good. I think they call it pearl bone. That, that's what I'm gonna get. I'll probably get you know about three of those and. And then there's their sexy shad. I can't remember what they call it, nasty shad or something. And then they've got an IU. I'll probably get that one because that IU being translucent, you can take uh, the garlic pins, the chartreuse, yeah. and stain that if you want. If it's a little murky, and then you can take you know a baby wipe and rub that back off if you want it to be translucent again. But I really like that IU with a little bit of chartreuse on it. So cool. I've never done that to hard bait. I've tried that. Yeah, I do that. I saw this was years ago. One of the pros, he carries five or six different color sharpies with him, and and so I was fishing with Riser one time, and I busted out my sharpie and colored the belly on a on a lipless uh, orange, and, and he kind of grinned and he 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 colored, he uses a red sharpie all the time. He said, uh, not not any kind of trade secret, but uh, y'all know y'all know Adam pretty well. But that yeah. was pretty cool. I was doing something that he was kind of grinning at because he did it too. It's one of them kind of things. But I, I did. I colored the belly of it orange and caught fish because of it. Yeah, huh. it was crazy. It, and, and of all things, it was the the traditional Excalibur, you know, that everybody likes yeah, to throw the Raven yeah. Red. Yeah, and it just wasn't getting bit. And I thought, let me try this orange Sharpie. So, I mean, I colored it orange, orange, a good bit of it, like a quarter of the bottom and then plus the belly, which is orange already. But uh, it, it just, that, that little bit more of orange just set them off. And I caught quite a few fish that day, so. Yeah, I, I carry the spike it pins, the colored ones, but I, I do it for plastics. I've never done... I've never done a Sharpie for hard baits. That's a great idea. Yeah, yeah it is. It works pretty good. There you go, Steve, giving out the juice here. I like it. Yeah, man, <laughs> I did it. Hell, I'm giving away the juice on yeah, on Umbrella Rigs and on another show, and, and I can't remember what we talked about. I was on Bailey Igret and them show the other day. We talked, gave up something. I just need to stop talking here. So everybody's going to start getting ticked <laughs> off if I give away some stuff. Yeah, you should have your own podcast, Steve. You know how many people would just yeah. listen to you, just like giving yeah. out the juice, and be like most popular podcast out there. Yeah, I, th- I about gave away my secret of how I win all my money in fantasy football for all these years. I about got about started babbling <laughs> about that, and I, was, I hushed then. But, I yeah. need that's what I need to know. I, my boss yeah. won it this year. I didn't like that. So. Yeah, I finished. I won. I was fifteen and one, and uh, the game wow. I lost, I lost by one point one point because I forgot to set my roster. Yep. So yeah, I smoked okay. this year, but I, yeah. Who's winning the Super Bowl then? Eagles or I, Chiefs? Man, that in my opinion, that literally is going to be a coin toss. That is, yeah. both of those teams can run because the Chiefs haven't been running, but they both can run. And the way those defensive lines played against both those teams, and I know the 49ers lost their quarterback or whatever, or couldn't throw, but still, those defenses came to play. So it, it's I'm excited about it. Yeah. Hmm. I love both those quarterbacks. They're 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 otherworldly yeah. good. Yeah, you're you're an Alabama off fan. Sure. I am. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you're going for Jalen, huh? Yeah. No, man. And, and and granted, obviously, I'm very grateful that he was was at Alabama or whatever. But I got two buddies that live in my subdivision. I've known a long time before they moved here. But they're they're Auburn fans. Oh my gosh, dude! They have been crying. Every meme they post is, "I bet Alabama takes the the championship because of Jalen Hurts," and you know how it all is. And and I was actually holding a meme about built by Bama with Jalen Hurts on it just for them in case they win. But yeah, 
Wow. No, but yeah, I am pulling for him. He's a great dude and everything. But I, I'm in in NFL. Obviously, I'm a Packers fan, die hard. I love the Titans. That's the two teams above all else. But when it comes to the rest of the league, I like everybody. I like all the teams. Okay. I enjoy watching them. You know, I'm not crazy about the Cowboys, but you know, I guess no, but, nobody uh, out of. I'm from Texas. Nobody out of Dallas. He said, "Hell, nobody." Yeah, <laughs> nobody out of Dallas. We, we actually like Houston. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, America's like, team, but not not Texas's really. team. Yeah. I'm sorry for my fans of the podcast that are Dallas Cowboys fans, but you know, got to be truthful above all. That's yeah. right. I'm a Saints fan. Yeah, we, we've all had right. it pretty rough, though, but yeah, yeah, yes, and it's bad. It's not good. We we we'll stop talking about that. The fishing's <laughs> gonna be good, right? Yeah, there. Yeah. You go. <laughs> all right, fishing's so, gonna be good. So on top of all the other jobs you have, which I have no idea how you do what you do, you run dugout team. You also run the Bass Nation Kayak Series. Again, congratulations on that. Uh, the 2023 schedule is fully out now. I'll go over them real quick. Uh, March 4th, 5th, Gunnersville, Gunnersville. Uh, April 15th, 16th, Lake Hartwell in South Carolina. June 3rd and 4th, Possum Kingdom in Texas. Going back there was great last yes. time. Uh, July <laughs> July 8th and 9th, you got the Mississippi River up in La Crosse, Wisconsin. And last but not least, October 7th and 8th on the Susquehanna River in Pennsylvania. So That's a hell of a schedule, man. Appreciate it, man. It wasn't easy. You know, I, I know you know when I came in, you know, yeah. it was kind of we were behind the eight ball. And then in, in the mix, we got to get rules and everything revamped. And, you know, I'm trying to get these dates fit in. And everybody, thankfully, Believe it or not, everybody else, I think that might be the way to do it from now on. Let everybody get their schedules out and I'll do mine last. But uh, I got to kind of just, I got lucky really with these cities having availability when they did. So, I can sense that. It, what was it like you chose? Do they choose you? Like you have a list of options that you have and, and you choose from them. But because I, I know, you know, Bass has to have a, a partnership with those areas. Um, or is it you going out and talking to these, uh, to the local areas about it? Uh, me, like I just, oh, okay. I, I, you know, I'm doing the other stuff I've done in the past. I've just developed the ability to, to call and, and, you know, I, I have a routine I kind of go through to personalize it and, and then just educate them on what we do. And, and, you know, I hit them with <clears throat> graphics and pics of all y'all fishing and what you do and, explain the catch photo release and, and how good it is for the fisheries and, and just a conservancy aspect of it. And, and then from there, you know, it's a, it's a, it's kind of a, a good faith. Like, you know, we're not the boat series where we have dedicated entries year in and year out. We don't have a 20 year history, like the rattle trap tournament. It's a 13 year history of averaging 250, 300 boats. So, yeah. you know, this is, this is something we have to build together, you know, and then thankfully, you know, you have the Bassmaster with it, which is easy to, to share display. Yeah. So for me, you know, they were like, well, well, what do you got to do? And I was like, well, you know, I wish I could have went public and said all of this in the beginning was like, you know, our numbers have been awful. We're rebranding, so to speak, reshuffling, redesigning, redoing. So in order to do that, you know, I have to go where we're going to get attendance. But being a fisherman, my first thought is, what are the best lakes we can go to and get attendance? Yeah. 
Yeah. Because you don't, you're not just servicing the area. You you have to get people to come in from out of town, you know, to support it. Otherwise, yeah. you know, people are sleeping in their own beds. And, and then from there, you know, I started looking geographically and I only had five events. So it was kind of, it's easy to put stuff in our area. You know, it's easy to fish Texas, Louisiana, Tennessee, Alabama, Georgia, you know. So I started looking at the corners to where we would know we would have at least three with really, really good attendance. And the other couple serviced the areas with another good population of fishermen and women so that they don't feel left out because we're already going to leave people out by only having five events. So I did the best I could there. And thankfully it landed where it did, you know, the final event took a long time to get under, under contract. I had another lake that I, that would have been amazing as well, but it wouldn't target an outside of the Southeast area. And I think that probably would have hurt us public relations wise. So anyway, long story short, it worked out there. Uh, Susquehanna is very happy to be on board with us. They went out and changed some things that they do to get, you know, coverages and stuff that they need to have more tournaments in the future. So um, thankfully, you know, we'll be able to go back there too. And then hopefully if we get our attendance up, I'll get another event or two and we can expand and, you know, hit some more of these. Yeah. Yeah. Hit some more of these, you know, uh, lakes and areas that need, need us up there. So, cause I, I don't care. I'm not one that's like, well, we only got 95 people. That's okay. That's great. Those 95 people are going to have a blast and they're going to beat each other. And somebody's going to be a champion and they're going to make the Bassmaster Kayak champion or the Bassmaster Kayak Series championship there. Um, and then you go back the next year it, pretty close to that area and see if you can get 120, 130, you know, you know, I'm not going to shame anyone because the numbers aren't, you know, 190 somewhere. I mean, that's just, that's what that area had to offer. A lot of variables go into people showing up. So, you know, that's just how I'll try to keep that mindset of it. And hopefully I can, you know, we can do the best, best we can to put a good product out there. I saw that you're already at 51 for Gunnersville for, for being that good. far out. Yeah. I, I think that's good. Yeah, I do too. And again, I mean, you know, it is exciting watching events cap out, max out. It's, it is exciting. There's a fanboy element to it. But when that happens, I kind of feel like that's it. There's no more buzz about that tournament. But if it's kind of drug out, but, but you know, and, and ours, keep in mind, at that 51, that's just Facebook numbers. Like we, we don't have it linked to the Bassmaster page just yet because I've got one detail I'm getting from Scottsboro. And once that's there, then then that's when you put it official. When it goes to the Bassmaster side, that's where millions of people look at. You know, there's two million people a month traffic that website. So wow. um, yeah, that, that's, that's a lot of numbers there. Um, so, and then publication obviously has to get it so that they can put it in, in print. You know, I think there's another 500,000 people that are subscribed to the magazines. So there's a lot of, yeah. a lot of reach. I had no idea really did, yeah. you know, Steve, I wanted to talk a little bit about really the, like the Steve Owens effect, you know, just knowing that you're going to be there brings this legitimacy to, okay, we're on the right track now. Like, do you feel pressure of being like the savior of Bassmaster Kayak Series? Because I know the, all the buzz, like even before it got announced, Dan and I were talking about it. We were like, oh my God, praying, hoping that it became official that you were if, if, uh, in fact the new tournament director. And as soon as you got in, we saw the Steve Owen effects. Schedules came out 
a lot earlier than we're used to. The lakes that were picked were the right lakes. Like there's no mistake on the lakes that you picked. And we already seen that effect. Does do you feel pressure like to be like the savior of the Mass Master Cat series? Or to you, this is just another job in that aspect? I don't feel that kind of pressure. Uh, I mean, and it's not, it just hit me. It's not lost on me that that this is Bassmaster. I mean, it's a yeah. big deal. Yeah. Um, but for me, as I don't look at myself the way a lot of people do, and I'm very grateful for it, and I'll, I'll take the compliment. You know, you don't refuse a gift. But um, my, my biggest thing that I struggle with is, and what drives me in an event is I don't want to mess up. I don't want to mess up. I don't, I don't want to have to tell, you know, you know, Armando, you know, we, you know, we got to deduct your fish or you lost a check and, and it'd be my fault, you know, something I didn't give you, you know, in a briefing, even though people don't read the rules, they don't watch captain's meetings or whatever, they don't pay attention in them. I still feel like it, it's something that I could have done to prevent it. And um, so that, that's the kind of pressure I feel, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sick to my stomach. I'm nervous before we get, you know, captain's meetings going and awards, but um, it's because, you know, I, I care about everybody that, that we get to cross paths with out there. And it's super fun to me, even though it's stressful, you know, it's fun, but it's more fun for you, you know, because you're getting out there, you're out there fishing, you know, and, uh, and I enjoy, you know, watching that unfold. But um, so I, I, I appreciate the question. I do feel a pressure, but it's, it's my own stress and my own pressure, you know, because uh, I do, I want it. I don't, I don't want to fail at it all or anything. You know, I made a post recently just in my personal stuff is, you know, I don't, there's days when I feel like I, if I, if I set still, I'm going to die or something, you know, to be a little <laughs> drastic about it. But I just, I don't, I feel like there's, I hate going to sleep. I hate it because I feel like <laughs> we could be doing something. Yeah, I know. I'm just like, you know, you got to sleep or you'll die, but I just feel like there's something we could be doing, you know, to help somebody and this, and that, and the other. And, and I got to be careful. I one old preacher I listened to a lot. He was, he was workaholic, you know, and I got to make sure that I don't develop into that. You know, even if you're doing good things, it can be negative for you. So my wife does really good with that. She's got a, I, I'm, I can't even begin to tell you how lucky I am to have her, but she's very perceptive. She's like, Hey man, well, just, I'll, I'll share a quick personal Dan. And you asked me how I do this. Next Thursday is my last day on my normal job, my nine to five. Oh. That I've done, you know. Yeah. So, congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. Semi, I guess you call it, but uh, going, you know, betting <laughs> on myself. My son taught no, me that's... into that. You know, he's like, he's like, dude, you can, you know, since I got out of school, I've been a reactor operator, chemical plants my whole life. I'm in maintenance now, so I could work Monday through Friday, you know, right. day shift. Um, but, you know, we're in some outages that like we have at these plants to do repairs. And that's what I do is in maintenance. And I've had so much peace the last month, month and a half. I've just been in a zone. I've been happy. Everything's good. And I was at work and my partner and then my wife here, they were like, hey, you're getting a little, you know, a little Stano, my alter ego, they say. <laughs> and, and and it hit me. And my wife was like, you, uh, you got too much going on again. And so she, I was going to leave there in three weeks later than that, the week of the Gunnersville tournament, I was going to leave because I've got things pretty well lined out. Yeah. And and I was like, you're right. 
you know, I'm afraid I'm going to miss something. I said, so she's like, well, you need that sit and still time then or something. So she, you know, she was on board with me leaving earlier than I was going to. So, man. That, so, yeah I, uh, I, yeah. I used to be a plan operator. God, I'm, I'm happy for you getting out of the Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, man. It's great. You know, so I'll be a full-time tournament director, dugout, bait and tackle. And, uh, you know, my son's got the hardwood company. I'm just going to kind of, you know, just – I'm just going to spend time with him and learn it and just kind of manage some stuff. But for all intents and purposes, I'll be, you know, I work from home every day, organizing tournaments and selling stuff. And so. When you think about Bass Nation, how it's, and you kind of touched on it, the numbers have been on a decline since you left when you started, you know, this all started with you kind of left, did your own thing. And then you saw this just kind of like just go downhill. There's been the sense that this is Bassmaster's last stand. Like they're gonna they're buy they're betting on not just you, but on what you bring to save this. And if they feel this is the sense, I'm not saying this is what happens, but the sense around is like if this doesn't work out, this is this is the last year they're gonna do it. First of all, do you feel like that that is accurate to say that if they feel like they don't find success this year they're going to be done with the kayak series and second what do you think or what do you feel it's going to be for you defined as a successful season um as far as attendance and uh, you know and what you have on your checklist to accomplish yeah well, we we had those matter of fact conversations because chris bose and i We've been talking since right before August, I think, because um, I had before John Stewart had left, we had negotiated the, the contract I have now, but it, it what the timing wasn't right. It had nothing to do with bass or anyone. It was my personal life. There are a few things I needed to get handled. What was some property we were looking at? And so anyway, long story short, all of those things happened. And then Chris Bowes reached out, you know, when John left and it was just different something was just different. I sat down with my wife and we looked at it all and, and she was like, yeah, you know, cause this improves quality of life. Like you said, I'm not in the plan anymore. I've got time to be around the house doing the things, you know? And, and so I sat, you know, with Chris, I, I went to Pickwick, you know, that, that tournament and sat, spent the weekend with him and Dwayne. Dwayne was running the tournament, Dwayne Wally. And, uh, just sat with Chris and we, we had, you know, we went to breakfast, lunch, dinner, and had all the conversations and, you know, because he knew, you know, I was like, if I do this, I have to leave my career, my jobs, because, you know, you can't do this on a travel basis with his limited vacation. And yeah. and so we we talked, you know, and and obviously, you know, the numbers have to be there to sustain and keep anything going. But it's not a one year commitment. You know, I told him, I can't just do this for a year. And so I can't even remember everything that was discussed and talked about. But we have already had three and five year discussions on formatting and what to do and sponsorships, how to structure this and that. So, um, you know, that commitment is still there. They're just saying, hey, guys, we, we recognize there's a problem here. And it was just kind of unmanned because, you know, uh, John Stewart's replacement's GL Compton, and and he's he's very very capable person, and that person has this with me. Um, the high school team and, and stuff like that. I mean, they've got three or four things that they run, oh, and yeah. you know, Chris Bowes is the VP of uh, tournaments at Bass, and he runs the opens. And I had no idea when he MCs a tournament that's four hundred boats that come up to that weigh scale if they got no. fish. Wow. 
Yeah, I don't want a part of that. Oh, hell, it's hard to talk to <laughs> ten of y'all up there, you know. I, 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 fish, I fish college at Montevello, but really? and we fish yeah. bass events, and I don't know how they, you know, I don't know how um, Trip Son, I forget his. Yeah, Hank, Hank, Hank Lovin, yeah, Hank, he's, yeah, yeah, yep. yeah he's, he's in he this too. Yeah, he's a great job, yeah. Yeah, he's done really good, and, and so, but. Uh, but yeah, no, it, it's not a one-year deal. Now, if we we get twenty people a tournament, then I, I mean, I'm probably gone. Yeah. But uh, no, but I, I for me for me a successful season is an average of one twenty. You know, that's that's way up. You know, um, it's going to be hard. But I mean, you know, it's just got to you know a lot of variables have to play because they understand. You know, the economy's not great. Yeah. You know. Uh, it costs, you know, an arm and a leg just to blow your nose anymore. So, you know, they're, yeah. you know, they're cognizant of that, but we, but we have to see some progression, you know, and that's why I explained the other day, it's communication is the first step to fixing anything. And that's why, you know, you'll, you'll notice about because we're, we're a Facebook driven sport. So, you know, our social media page will, you'll see a difference on it. Like you probably already have, that's an information page. It's not a chat room. It's not a forum for discussions or ideas. My email and my phone number is that, you know, because I can't keep up with it in a Facebook thread. Because if you get Facebook banned, that thread's gone. And now I've lost that information. And it's not efficient. I mean, this is real stuff we're doing. We are, we're doing this for a living now. You know, you guys are, and girls are getting out and you're actually able to make money enough to survive on. You know, if your life is set up a certain way um, and then obviously it's my job. So if I want to take care of my living and my career, then I have to make sure that that, you know, Dan or Armando's idea or their question or their critique makes it to me where I can print it, read it and keep up with it and get back to you when it's time. You know, um, I can't you can't you can't chase Facebook messages. And that was something I learned from Chris Bowes immediately. You know, he was like. We were going back and forth the conversation. He said, hey, send me this in an email. And I was like, dude, you got it in a text. You know, that's how we operate. You know, and he was like, yeah. no, I need it in an email. Because an email, I can drop it in a folder, you know, and get back to it. So that's the main thing there. You're going to, I'm going to, you know, you'll see the event pages on Tourney X. They'll be posted on social media. You'll get some updates there. But I want to turn that into a recap center. A recap center, that's how our sponsors see what we do. Um, and then, you know, obviously the Bassmaster site. It's easy to navigate now. You click tournaments, drop down box, you click kayaks, and then there's kayak schedule, kayak rules, kayak resources. And that resources is your AOI standings, you know, links to your W9s and this and that and the other. So you're, you're going to be able to get on in there, you know, and so uh, that's going to be the way to communicate. And, you know, we're in a, we're in a deal here where I told AJ this last year, early on when the Hobie was maxing out, I said, look at your, look at your roster. And between he and I, there were 60 something people that neither one of us knew who they were. And I'm seeing it right now, Bassmaster, because people are anxious. So I've been getting messages like crazy. Where's the schedule? Where's the rules? Is that and the other? And I, all the thing I can say is we're working on it. You know, and I hate saying that, but it's the truth. I don't know these people. You guys don't know these people. They're not friends, and, and, but they're just, they're in there. They're engaging. So I feel like the challenge for me and the other tournament directors is, is we have to shift and teach this new wave of people coming in the things that we do inefficiently. We need to train them on how to do them the, the right way from now on. And the key thing is, is how to contact your tournament director with questions. You know, you can't you can't drop it in a message board. You can't put it on Iron City or or anything Coleman or anything like that. You got to put it 
in my hands. So, you know. Yeah, it's like a group shot. <laughs> no, no, not on that, dude. I mean, that, that's where a lot, hell of a lot of good ideas come. Yeah. Uh, no, I, no, obviously, y'all know my relationship. That's not the official page. Oh, yeah, that's not. Huh? <laughs> That's not the uh, official page to to recommend ideas. KBN Group. <laughs> I'm, I'm oh, a young no, player, right? no. Yeah. There, there no, really it's... are a lot of people. A lot of people with um, you know, with like boat pictures. Like they're um, uh, you know, they're holding up fish that weigh in. So a lot of boat people. A lot of people I've never. You're right. A lot of people I've never seen before in the already signed up for that bass event on Gunnersville. Yeah, so that right there showed me. That's when it hit me. Yeah. It's like, you know what? These people are looking to us for something, and, you know, we're going to give it to them. It's going to be fun. I get to MC on the stage in Knoxville. That's freaked me out. Wow. But, you know, yeah. Oh, <laughs> so, really? yeah. Oh, you and Dave, too. Take some, uh, take some pointers from them. Yeah, no kidding. So, but, yeah. Uh, but, no, that's it. And, I know, you know, like you said, the biggest. Uh, you go ahead. I'm I was going to ask. No, I'm sorry, Steve. You go ahead. I apologize. I didn't have anything. I was babbling on to that point more. I would, I wanted to touch a little bit on the rules that came up. I know you're probably tired of talking about the rules. Um, no, I haven't even got to talk about them yet. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so a little bit about the rules. I know you and um, I guess AJ and uh, Chad also got involved in kind of mm -hmm. like streamlining it, kind of ma making it, you know, across the board. One of the rules that I wanted to touch on, and I think it's, um, and I was trying to get it to share here, but unfortunately I have no idea how to share it. But one of the rules that I wanted to touch on, and I know it raised some eyebrows because I feel that a lot of people felt the same way that Bassmaster got it right with that three-day um, pre-fishing, you know, where you able to fish, was it Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, and then it was off-limit before that. Now, now that has now changed to what um, uh, Hobie. I think it's kind of like the same thing Hobie has, where it's like twenty day off period once the um, official practice begins. And official practice begins the Saturday before the tournament. I know that for a lot of like the national trolls, when I say national troll anglers, I mean the the guys and girls that actually travel across the nation to fish Bassmaster, KBF, and uh, Hobie BOS. I know for a lot of them, there's like, that's not what we wanted. They feel like that's a step back. But I also understand the business side of it. And looking at the Bassmaster Kayak Series last year compared to other series, it really seemed like it struggled to draw local anglers. And I think a lot of it had to do with local anglers saying, wait a minute, I can't fish my home lake until the Wednesday before the tournament and, you know, they're usually working so they don't get to pre-fish their own lake. So I noticed that that moved back. What was the, that what went into the decision of saying instead of just doing the three-day cutoff to kind of streamline it to what Hobie POS does now, which is from Saturday all the way to the Friday leading up to the tournament? Yeah, there were, because like you, you had mentioned, you know, we did work together extensively and back and forth right down to getting the same wording on a lot of the things. And, and keep in mind, you know, there's a bigger picture here. There's a goal to have hopefully what could be mandated as a, a universal set of rules. And that takes time. It just doesn't happen. Yeah. And, and, and Hobie's, I'll, and I'll speak for Hobie here, you know, because a big part of that, um, 
culture with where I work and, and what I do with the college series there. And, um, you know, they had nothing in place, neither did KBF. So, you know, they have to look at their overall field and, and we engage with people all week long. When you come into town and, and on a Tuesday and you have a question, we know you're here, that kind of thing. And so to go from nothing to the three day, which is pretty tight, is something that I don't think I felt, you know, they had to say, Hey, this is our tournament series. We got to be careful here to make sure we don't go the wrong way. One is very, very tight. It may seem advantageous to some, but it's also excluding like what you just said, a market of people that live on that Lake. The weekend. So yeah. yeah, right. And we had already really, really felt like an off limits period was good. Um, so that it does mitigate, some of that advantage if you do live on a lake you know of course fishing changes overnight but if you live there and you get to go out and scan you know what the water's doing you know where the grass is coming in there may not be fish there yet but you know there's two foot hydrilla in 10 foot of water over here that first so you've already got there. that yeah. that's it you've got it and so all of that it's not just just sitting around you know jacking it and saying oh here's whatever so there's a lot of thought believe it or not so so looking at those things, it was like, okay, like I like the three day. It's it's it just sounds good. Have yep. I ever got to do the three day? No, not one time. And oh, I travel yeah. and fish tournaments. I always would have to fish the weekends or weekend before, even on my own home lake. If you do that, I have to work Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, unless I because I had to use my vacation to go to Seminole or or Hartwell or somewhere like that. So now I'm fishing Chickamauga. That's awesome. I don't have to burn any vacation. But I also only get two or three hours Wednesday, Thursday, Friday to pre-fish where you get all day long because you're the travel angler now. So you're hurting one, pleasing the other, and then you do it the other way. You're hurting one, pleasing the other. For me, the ultimate decision was those other clubs, that's what they want to do because it's their brand new year. For me, you can literally explain your advantage or your reasoning, and you're correct. You can explain yours and you're correct too. Where I drew the line was, is if I'm different with one of the the three major trails in the country, if I'm different, what are the chances now that I have to disqualify you because you, you, you didn't pay attention or you mistook, mistook the rules. So now you're pre-fishing when you're actually cut out and I have to, I have to kick you out of the tournament and you lose your $250. You're never going to fish my tournament again, even though it was your fault, probably you're, you're, and so, for me, having it where a lot of the things I do is I look at the end, the the punishment first, and was there a way to avoid it by communication or whatever? And I work backwards a lot. You know, I look at a magazine and I'm going backwards in it. I don't read from front and back. I'm just weird. <laughs> I'm the same way. I don't know. So, <laughs> yeah. so, well, so, so I'm, I'm that way. Yeah, yeah. And so, so looking at that for me, it it's it's a non-issue because. If, if you feel like there are people living here for seven days, you can't quantify if it pays off or not. I've yeah. talked to them that do it and they don't cash a check. I've talked to a yeah. few that did it and they may have cashed a check. I, I feel like that's more of a personalized target that people have when they, when they go ugly about it. But if you want to plead your case for the three, that sounds great. Because like I told you, I can't tell you why, but I feel like that sounds the best. But think about this, you know, Chickamauga here, we had 189 or 198 or whatever in a Hobie chick here. Do you want 
198 people pre-fishing for three days on that body of water before practice? Or would you rather kind of split them up a little bit? You know, uh, like I said, for me, though, I literally would come down, fish Friday evening, fish Saturday, Sunday, half a day, and then drive back home. And then I would come down, hopefully on a Friday, and get to poke around a little bit. I never got to do the three days. So for me, looking at, I looked through tournament logs and everything and kind of looked at people. And then I obviously have conversations with a lot of people. I know, Dan, we talk all the time to a lot of people. I'm not, I'm not, not be sitting here asking you questions, but I'm listening to you. So I know how you operate and, and not that I know everything, but I keep all of that kind of in my mind when we're sitting here looking at, you know, what is it? Somebody asked one time, it said, if, again, I don't mean to be like, it was a preacher guy. I listened to it today. As a matter of fact, he said, if you had one hour to spend to someone and hopefully lead them to, to believe in Christ, what would you do? He said, I would listen to them for 50 minutes, make a mental checklist and then talk to them for 10, you know? So I, you listen to people and, and then you find out, you know, what, cause not everyone that is pro or con against something or for something can look at it through the mind and the eyes and the intellect of a tournament director either, you know, cause there's a yeah. bigger picture to look at. There's a lot of instinct that comes into this through experience. Um, so for me, it was the inclusiveness of seven days because now whatever your personal, I'm, I don't want to sit here. You can always delegate. go tighter. It's tough to go back out. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and, and it may not be perfect and it may be changed next year. Who knows, you know, but uh, I felt like that was the most fair way to do it because if that's what you believe is three days, you're still going to have it. If there's anybody that can stay here seven days, Show me how it makes it better for them. And because on a Wednesday, you've got your pattern figured out. Well, you wake up Thursday, you want to go fish because you're on, on a bucket list lake. So you go out there and you screw your whole pattern up because you catch a 10 pounder, you know, or you're, you're, been still, on the 10 you're pounder. still locked into that pattern that's dying. That, yeah, it was, it was the pattern on Wednesday, Thursday, but Saturday rolls around and, and you're fishing something that's gone. So, yeah. Yeah. Is it not possible to do a rule where, like you say, you get three days of practice whenever that is like within two weeks of the event, you can practice three days, whatever those are. And then you want to make his job harder. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it, yeah. Is that, like it has to be within a time. It can't just be like, you know, like an honesty rule like that. Yeah, I mean, there there obviously is. I mean, I, I talked to Drew. Drew mentioned that one time a little while back, and and some other people have. But how how uh, this is a wrong word, but it's all I can think of. How bush league does that sound? I mean, we're trying yeah. to put together legitimate yeah. trail series. Yeah. like like the communication thing. You know, I'm, I, I I hate it. I, I hate that I can't call you and shoot the bull during the tournament about whatever, because that's what we do. That's part of the fun. I talk all day long in a tournament, all day long. And what do we do? Man, I'm catching on a white spinnerbait. Inadvertently, I'm helping you against somebody fishing 50 yards from you, you know. And But then I talk to all the voters, and they're like, hell no, we don't get to talk. No, we don't get to talk. We don't talk on the phone. What are you talking about, man? We're out here fishing. So you got to find that let's keep kayaking close and fun. And also we've got a these we're trying to develop, you know, very competitive series is where we can. So you're losing some of that nostalgic part of kayak fishing, you know, uh, to an extent, but that's okay. It's not a bad thing. It's just reinventing itself. It's evolving and, and we're going to make it better, you know, and, and in doing so, 
you know, you're, you're not going to start question. You won't be able to question the integrity of things anymore. Like people get stones yeah. thrown at them, you know, literally just, I mean, hell, I just, I heard a conversation today that if either one of you were there and it was said about somebody of your family or whatever, you, you probably would have turned the tables over. I mean, is that bad? And it's all nothing. The people don't even know this person. It was just chit chat chatter. And it was just, it's awful. And, and that's in everything. It's not just kayaking. I shouldn't even probably brought that up, but you know, with, with the, with the, with the ramps list and launches to move on into some more rules, you know, you're never going to be questioned about whether you've done something and, and a tournament director is no longer going to have to sit for an hour and a half to two hours on the phone. I, I literally got in Dan and, and Armando, a tournament that was here. I wasn't a part of one year and I literally got out of my house two or three times to go check an area for the tournament director. Cause it, it was, you know, it was something that they weren't supposed to be doing. And, and so, you know, that's insulting to, to, to do that to a tournament director, you know, to try to push that boundary and this and that. And, um, and, but that's what we do. I mean, like I, I mentioned again the other day, I mean, that's boundaries are there to be pushed. That's why they go high against the wall in NASCAR, you know, um, and that's, and I'm okay with that. I love, I love boundaries getting stretched because that's how you, you triumph or you evolve into something better, but <clears throat> you're no longer going to have to sit and, and play game warden anymore on this kind of stuff, hopefully, you know, uh, and it, it just adds to, um, I don't even know the right words for, I won't even try to do it, but it just, it just, it just adds some structure to what we do a little yeah. more so. And if we're, if we're going to make it out there to that broadcast network to where we don't just get looked at like little plastic Tupperware boats, you know, we got to get rid of the negative chatter, you know, because that's the first thing people say. I was listening to Mercer and them recently and, 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 and they literally stopped and caught themselves and said, they're pretty passionate about what they do. You know, they were going in on just social media stuff and, you know, we, you know, that's why, you know, if in a tournament, part of the communication thing is there's no longer going to be those rumors of this, this and this, because if you don't see it and you report it, you've done wrong yourself. You know, it's in every rule no. that if you see a, a and I, I hate snitching, I hate it. it, pisses me off. But if you are calling me about something in a tournament, you're not snitching. You are protecting the integrity of what you love and what you do. So because if you don't report it and Armando's first out of the money, that violation, it might not even have been cheating, but that violation that would have warranted. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and you could lose money and your AOI points there. And that's basically, if you're doing it on purpose, it's stealing. If you're doing it by accident, then, Hey, that's okay. We all have rules and fractions. Every one of us has had a rules and fraction, yeah. you know? And so that's okay. So I, I lost that's a good, uh, one time and, and had to go back to the launch and then call somebody and say, Hey man, I, you know, I took a picture of the launch. I'm back. I went back because I it, I launched too early, didn't catch fish. I'm back now. Here's a picture. You know, it wasn't on purpose. I thought yeah, it was you give a man a half hour penalty. Yeah. yeah, yeah. FaceTime me before you launch again. Take half hour, sit out. You know, if you launch and you don't have your white light on and you call or somebody calls, I'm gonna call you on the phone and you're gonna be like, oh crap, dude, my battery's dead. And I'm gonna say, well, pull over, take me a picture half hour, take me another picture. That's a penalty. I'm not going to end your tournament on a, on a, uh Oh, you know, unless it's safety, you know, or whatever. Yeah. I mean, there's on, I noticed on the rules, it has the check-in and check-out time. Is that going to be mandatory? You need to check in and check out for each tournament on the app. Yeah. 
yeah, that's going to be oh. all three series is, and, and there's, and I've always not liked it just because it's been something else I had to keep up with as an angler, but I've tried to remove every bit of the, the hook setter in me to, to look at these rules and, I think we got two lacks on it over these past years with the soft check-ins and this and that and the other, because what we did by doing that is we no longer have people at awards anymore, you know, and, and you, you can always say, well, man, I want to get headed home and I want to do this or this. Well, okay, that's fine. So then we'll just do it on the app, you know, uh, but, but I think it is important. And that's one thing I don't want us to lose is like, you know, I, I want my captain's meetings and registrations to be number one, efficient, and get the black and white stuff done as quickly and early as possible. I want you to hang out, fellowship, you know, pop a beer if we're in a location where you can do it. And, and then I need you to get quiet for about five, 10 minutes. That's it. Be quiet and let me go over these rules. And if you have a question I, during registration and this, that, and the other, I'm probably going to have you sit in an area where I can get back to you. I don't want to interrupt that registration because if you have just drove all the way in an all-nighter 23 hours from somewhere i want to get you in and out so you can get back to your house and go to sleep and, and wake up the next damn fish or do whatever you need to do and if you got questions i want to make sure that we're alone we're quiet and, and it may take you an extra 30 45 minutes but you know that's that's how structure and, and things work and you don't miss things that way Another thing that I wanted to touch on, Steve, and, and again, thank you for your time, especially talking about this. I know there's, there's a lot of moving parts yeah. in the rules, and we all have to be respectful. Even if I, Dan, or anybody else doesn't agree with one rule, we have to look at the big picture. And we can always talk about it and have a disagreement as long as, like you mentioned, as long as we have it respectful, yeah. we, each one puts their point of view and why they think that way without necessarily attacking other people or other people's point of view. Another thing that I know that uh, draws a lot of eyebrows is, and and I personally, I think this is a great idea, but the new rules on defined boundaries and launches and defining what is accessible and not accessible, because we've had it, not just Pickwick, but recently where people just kind of put their own take on what is accessible and what is not yeah. accessible, which I think is ridiculous. So I noticed that you, you guys did the hard work uh, of clearing that things, uh, especially the definition of what is accessible and accessible. I thought that was spot on defining if, the, if your kayak is partly out of the water or completely out of the water and kind of sounds, uh, things like that. Um, the boundaries, I know a lot of people saying it's taking the essence out of kayak fishing. And while I understand their point of view, you know, a lot of kayak fishing is like going into deep creeks and getting into places where boats can't go. I get all that. But I view it as the same way playing basketball, right? When you go to your local YMCA or rec center, you don't play basketball with the same exact rule the NBA does, right? The NBA has some rules, and part of it is that it's not to take the fun away of playing basketball, but it's because there's a lot of money going in, and we're going to see it in Bassmaster, I'm sure, and we see it in Hobie BOS where it's constantly hitting five figures. That is substantial amount of money and where you don't have rules to protect the integrity of it just like the nba for basketball has some rules to protect the integrity of the game that we don't do it on a local playground because it will take the fun out of it because we're just playing for fun same thing applies to kayak fishing as the sport has grown and the payouts have gotten bigger there seems to be that need like 
we need to tighten up some rules here because otherwise this could get out of hand and not everybody's going to come with the noble, you know, spirit of, ah, yeah, let's compete, may the best angler win. Like you mentioned, people are going to push the boundaries and do things to take advantage of it. What goes into, after saying all that, I know that was a mouthful, but what goes into your decision? <laughs> I kept up to, with it. Yeah, your decision to, you know, put those boundaries um, and uh, defining the launches and defining what is accessible and not accessible. Yeah, this one was like really, really hard for me to get my head around and and probably was the last to, to kind of, I knew something had to be done, but I knew it was very important to wait because like we've talked before and I wear it out till I die. I hate rules. I hate my alarm clock telling me what to do, this, that, and the other, that kind of thing. I say it all the time, but I understand rules is why we have civility and I get it. I get it. We have an order because of that and I'm okay with it. But like we do here in Tennessee in cast, our rule book is, is as thin as we can keep it because we don't want, I kind of feel like in an extent, to an extent, whenever you add too much, you actually create more gray than you eliminate. So yeah. for this here, you know, not wanting to penalize anyone for something, you know, that, that literally is, is not wrong, you know, or, you know, AJ and I and, and other people have discussed how, where we're at now, I mentioned that transition period with the new people and people we don't know coming in. We're also at a transition period, like you just said, Armando, where things are getting more real, you know? So, but we also have to make sure that we keep it who we are and we don't turn into, you know, Jack legs boat league that people hate fishing or, or we hear the people complain about, you know? So that's very, 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 very hard to, to make it official and, and still keep the entertainment and fun and why we do this element there. But, um, and again, you know, we, we have just like you guys, we all have back channel conversations and over the years, and this, like you said, this is not Drew Gregory and Pickwick. This is not that, um, that that's what threw light on the conversations and stuff that got to be had, but we've had for years and years and years and years, allegations of all kinds of people with certain things um, and then I've fished those kinds of waters too. And I've experienced the dangers of how some of those people fish. So that had some of the thinking in it for me uh, was, was kind of that, you know, because you're helpless as a tournament director, you're stationary, you're not out there. Um, but I felt like, like I mentioned earlier with the private property stuff coming into play, there's, you know, because it is, it's an amazing thing to be able to figure out how, to navigate up, down, across, or even find these launches. You know, Josh Stewart's one of my good buddies. I mean, and he's a master at it too, you know. It's it's a serious um, set of skills for sure. It is. It is, dude. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's it's Army Ranger kind of stuff. And, um, but now having said that, that's what is where the, that's where the thinnest line is, I feel on potential rule breaking more so than potential rule breaking it's being able to define yes or no you are legal or you are not legal because if you have to paddle into something from the main body of water and you are you know however far up you don't know that you don't know that there's there's a five foot high wall of whatever where water can get through it yes 
you can make the argument that fish can swim into it, but you can't prove all of that. So what you just did literally is you, I just showed, and there's areas I have fish that are impassable and there are legal boundaries up above it, you know? And so I stopped that, that, that's it. That place is landlocked to me. So I'm not going further. And through my experiences there, and like we discussed earlier, um, it'd be nice to make life a little bit easier on TD if you could. Um, you know, if, if we are researching and doing all this reconnaissance work, then I'm going to miss things. And that's a greater risk. I'm going to miss things and I'm going to cost you money or an AOI point. And then I've lost you as an angler when, when you realize that I missed it. And so uh, at a certain point, you know, you have to take care of the integrity of your job. And some of that stuff falls into, like say, you know, you've caught a, a 22 inch bass and it's got a broken jaw and you can't get that mouth closed. Well, guess what? You're going to get a two inch to penalty because that's just the nature of it. You can't help it. Can you? but you know good and well, and you're okay with that fish getting deducted because the mouth won't close. You're going to bitch and gripe because I would too. I, I just lost an inch or two off of this 22 incher, but the jaw's broken and I can't close its mouth. That's nature. Nobody did that, but that's just the law of it. You know, it's kind of like a blurry picture. You know, I can tell that that fish is a 22 plus, but I can't tell if it's a quarter, half or three quarters. So I got to give you 22. That's all I can give you, you know, cause I can't see your measure increments. Um, that's, that's just, just the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. And, you know, I understand and respect how sensitive that is because, you know, I'm good friends with, with multiple anglers and, and these, these aren't even anglers that, that are on the national scene a lot. You know, they're people that I know would come into something if we have a river event, you know? And so to put that in perspective, when we fish Susquehanna, that's a river event. So guess what? You can get out and drag and stuff, but you're going to, you know, you got to stay in the belly of the creek. You know, you can't climb across the bluff or across a field or anything. So um, I get it. It's challenging. Um, it's probably not going to be well received for a little while. But all I have to say is, is we'll, you know, let us get in here. Let's get it implemented and let's work together on these launches and things. And, you know, let's let's put it where, you know, we can make it as good as we can, you know. Yeah, I don't want to, uh, Armando. I guess they froze up there, but that's all right, man. Yeah. I, I, do I, I didn't look? Do people have to be back to the launch? Is that a rule? If like, it's yeah. a legal launch, you can take out at any other launch. There, oh man, I don't know what's happening. Huh? <laughs> He's got the top off that bottle yes, too long. Streamyard is going crazy, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right well we'll no. cut it short there we ma'am did you get that answer to that though you you can yeah. as long as it's a legal launch you can take back out somewhere okay. as long as it's another launch you can take out there yeah you don't have to go back to where you launched out of it's got to be a legal launch though but can they do they have to be back to a launch you have to take out at at a listed launch. So if okay. you launch here and the next legal launch is 17 miles away, you got to come out of that launch. Yeah. Cuz I've seen people just yeah. Put yeah, it. I've seen people, I have seen people stop, drag up the riprap and go over the guardrail onto the side of the road, which is not public access. Yeah. That is an emergency lane. Yeah. I've I've seen I've seen them <laughs> leave their kayak on the on the lake and go to weigh in and then come back and get their kayak. Yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah. You, you got it. Steve 
Steve, thank you so much because for those that are listening, me and Dan went off air. We could hear Steve, and Steve is all by himself just making, not making stuff up, but just talking and talking, trying, hoping we would get back online. I was, I was still Props on, to you, hey, Steve. Let, hey, let's keep it Props PG, you, but this man. is my moneymaker right here. <laughs> <laughs> Props to you. I was trying to get back in. I can hear you. I'm like, God, Steve Owen is by himself, and you can – See him just trying to keep talking. So you should have your own podcast, Steve. Um, yeah. No, I can't do when, that. When would he have time, man? This guy's so busy. Yeah. All right. Well, man, we have, we have, it's a treat for me going on them. It's like it literally it's like a break. I can't make that make sense, but I enjoy coming on and talking to you. Well, number one, yeah. I don't get to see you guys, but once or twice a year, you know. Yeah. And so, well, yeah. Anytime, anytime you ever want to talk about something, man, holler us. We'll, we'll get you on one of these deals. That's right. Well, I'm semi-retired pretty soon, deal. so if we yeah. can we can pass a hat, get me a little gas money at the church on Sundays, I'll come out fishing with y'all a little more. I like it. Let's do it. <laughs> there you go. Hey, That's Iron right. City, man, anytime. Come on down. You, you can come, That's right. come do a float with me. That's right. All right. Well, man, we appreciate you being on. Uh, thank y'all for listening. Again, get signed up for uh, the Mallet Tournament. You know, let, let's let's do everything we can for some in our community here. Uh, we appreciate y'all listening, and we'll see you again next week. Later.